we have people saying, you know, saying literally, I have schizophrenia and this is the only way I keep my life on track. I have ADHD. Mm. I've never, never been able to like focus before. And I put everything in productive and that, that helps me keep things on track. And it's, it's really rewarding to read those. And it, it's a sort of inspiration for us to keep building better products. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Join Mosaic Group from the IAC's M&A team, where he worked on numerous acquisitions, investments, and sales during his tenure, and he started his career working in investment banking as an analyst for RBC's Capital Markets, and also served in the Israel Defense Forces. He received a BA in economics from the University of Pennsylvania and currently resides in New York City. Zach, super excited to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Let's make it happen then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Sure. So I uh, started my career. I left. I, I graduated college um, and I was doing an economics degree and a lot of my friends were going into finance and I had an offer to go into finance, but I, I really wanted to do something that was important to me personally. So I went and served uh, in the Israel Defense Forces, did that for a little bit less than a year and a half, um, had a great experience. And then I got back. Um, I said, you know, I need to start working. Um, was lucky enough uh, to to join RBC Investment Banking, uh, their capital markets group, um, doing media and entertainment banking. And then after about a year of that, I was convinced that I wanted to be a VC. So I started looking. You know, okay, I got sort of the financial hard skills, um, and now I really want to go and invest in companies. And I did some interviews with some VCs. And then, you know, randomly, funny enough, on LinkedIn, I saw an ad for this company called IEC, which stands for Interactive Corp. Had no idea what it was, looked at it a little bit, said that seems interesting. And one thing led to another. Um, I ended up joining IEC on their mergers and acquisitions team. So looking for new companies for IEC to acquire. Just as a quick aside, IEC is a prolific consumer internet investor started by Barry Diller in the early 90s. They've, IEC has bought and then spun off or sold companies like Ticketmaster, TripAdvisor, LendingTree, Match Group, Tinder, a whole bunch of others. Um, so it's a pretty, pretty um, big investor in the consumer internet space. So I joined, worked on acquisitions for about four years, saw a ton of companies and everything from, you know, million dollar acquisitions or half million dollar acquisitions to, you know, multi-billion dollar acquisitions. Um, if you're familiar with the M&A world, most acquisitions don't work out. Um, some do, but you learn, you learn a lot either way. And then um, I got to a point four years in where I said, you know what, I really want to, I thought I wanted to be a VC and investing in companies, but I had worked with so many of the IEC subsidiary company CEOs on potential deals that they wanted to do that I said, maybe I should, you know, try my hand at actually being in the operations of a business. So one company, um, uh, Apollon, was an IEC subsidiary and, and the CEO called me and said, hey, come work for me. It was sort of fortuitous timing. So I went, went down to work for him with the understanding that um, I would uh, focus most of my efforts on, on acquisitions and a little bit on operations. And then, you know, five days into my stint, the general manager of the business quit. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, so I, I, I became, you know, the CEO, I became sort of his right-hand guy. Um, we instituted a huge change in the business where we went from being sort of a one-time paid purchase and advertising support revenue supported business to a subscription revenue supported business. And I drove that change and it was wrenching for the company, but ultimately very successful. 
And then I sort of worked my way up. I became VP of operations and then general manager of Apollon. And then ultimately my CEO, when IEC bought care.com, he became the CEO of care.com and I assumed the CEO role of Mosaic. That's in a nutshell. Hopefully that helps. Nice. No, I appreciate you sharing that story. And, and, you know, the word that I was actually writing down and thinking of when you were, were talking, you know, through your story is that intentionality and sometimes how powerful it is to have that intention and sometimes to voice that intention and how sometimes it yeah. may not go in the way we think it, it's going to go, but it ends up going to sometimes where we've kind of uh, said it with our words and our tongue. I wanted to drill down a little bit more, hear a little bit more about Mosaic Groups and ISC Company. And, and can you take us through like how you're serving your clients and some of the different ways that you're making an impact there? Yeah, sure. So um, Mosaic Group is one of the world's largest mobile app studios. And so what we do is we build, buy, and operate um, mobile apps. And so uh, they range from um, you know the number one spam blocking, spam call blocking um, app in the U.S. called RoboKiller, where we you sign up, we take care of everything, we block all spam calls, or sorry, 99% of spam calls. We've tested that, and sort of our lawyers say we can stand behind that claim. And you know we we get rid of that spam scourge, which for some people is just annoying. Right? I don't want to have 10 calls a day that I don't know. But for other people, you know, it's a source of really like scams, right? They get scammed out of hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of dollars. Um, you know, especially these scammers like to prey on the elderly or people who are um, less informed. And so we, we, we were proud of the, of the product we built there. So that's one of them. You know, we have the second largest translation app on the app store called iTranslate. So, uh, you know, Google Translate's number one, at least in, in the Western world. But we've built this really fantastic translation product where we've built our own machine learning engine that we have. Our, we do our own translations which you know, is very, very rare in this world. Most people sort of use a feed from Google or Microsoft if they're doing a translation product. Um, and then on the top of that, we built uh, our next product, which is you know, the, the, world's, the world's first uh, machine learning uh, only uh, grammar, grammar corrector and, and sort of writing assistant. So if you're familiar with Grammarly, you know, we built this product called Typewrite, um, where it's really only AI machine learning based. And you know, I'm probably tipping off a little more than I should now, but we're gonna be uh, the first to uh, to do grammar correction, predictive typing in non-English languages, in multiple non-English languages. So we're starting with German, it's been a week or two of rolling that out. And then there's um, a host of other languages, which I won't spoil, but we're gonna roll them out in the first half of next year. So we're really excited about that product. Um, and then we have a whole we have a whole portfolio of products. We have an app called Blossom, which is a gardening product. So if, you're, if you have plants around the house, like many people do, it's one of, I think the third most popular hobby in the US. We'll help you know sort of where to place them in terms of sunlight or shade, uh, when to water them every two days, every week, um, what, what's right for the, for the climate zone that you're in, sort of what plants you should buy and you shouldn't buy, what diseases your plants might have if they're not growing and they look a little sickly. So all that kind of stuff. Nice. We have people saying, you know, saying literally, I have schizophrenia and this is the only way I keep my life on track. I have ADHD. Mm. I've never, never been able to like focus before and I put everything in productive and that, that helps me keep things on track. And it's, it's really rewarding to read those and it, it's a sort of inspiration for us to keep building better products yeah absolutely and it, that's it might lead to you know what i was actually going to drill down a little bit more about and ask you for what I, what I like to call your secret sauce and that could be for yourself individually yeah. the business combination of both but do you feel like it's that mission of being able to create amazing products that provide that value as you speak to on do you think that's your uh, secret sauce yeah i think it, i think it's part of it i think there's a lot of you know the app store has uh, there's been a proliferation of apps in the last few years there's you know i think over four or five million apps in the app stores today so there's a lot of you know for lack of a better word um flotsam trash garbage <laughs> filler <laughs> um and yeah stuff that you know people don't they're just in it to, to get up make a few bucks i think i think so either our, our secret sauce is two things one is that we're really intensely focused on the customer um what's going to make the customer what's going to make the customer experience better how are we going to create a longer term relationship with them 
And the second thing is our secret sauce is we're very good at finding customers. And so we've built this you know, enormous platform. It's a technology and marketing uh, platform where we're able to find customers who would, who would love our products but don't yet know about them. So we find them on Facebook, on Google, on Snapchat, on Pinterest, on Twitter, all over the place. Um, and and we've, we do that a lot better than a lot, other, a lot of other people. And so what that allows us to do is once we get to scale, we can then invest even more in our teams to make the product even better. And because we're, we have this platform that underlies all of our apps, then we have this sort of, we, we don't have to build everything from scratch every time we build a new app, right? We sort of say to the product teams, product and technology teams, go build a great product. And then the other teams will worry about how to get that to, to, to consumers and in front of the right audiences. And so the product teams can really focus on building the best, best product. And then we can split the investment that we make in this platform team across all of the different products, which sort of defrays the cost of it. Nice. I absolutely love that. And so I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have. But what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? I'll say two things. One, I'm I'm really dedicated to having um, personal time in my life and I'm ensuring my teams have their personal time. So after about 7.30 at night, I really try not to respond to emails or slacks or anything. Um, one reason is when people get an email or slack from the CFO late at night, CEO, sorry, late at night, they feel the need to respond. Um, and I tried to counter that by every time I would write one, I would say, not for today or for tomorrow, you know, mm-hmm. parentheses at the top, but that only did so much. So I really try not to disturb people's time unless it's something super critical and urgent, which, you know, um, thankfully doesn't happen that much. And then the second thing is, is on the same same boat, but you know, I'm, I'm Jewish and I'm religiously observant. So um, I observe the Sabbath. So Friday night at sundown to Saturday night at sundown, I, I'm totally offline. No computer, no phone. I'm not going out to restaurants. I'm not going to the movies. It's really time for me and my wife and, and us and our friends uh, to get together and, and enjoy each other's company. And I think it's really important to have time to, to shut off, whether you're religiously observant or not, you can create the sort of, I think the term like digital Sabbath is now sort of in the cultural zeitgeist. So people are sort of recognizing even about the religious aspect of it, you know, taking time off from being always on is really critically important. So I think that's really helped me. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of times when you take a step away from a problem, that's really when that solution might come forth. So I, I love both of those yeah. hacks. And so I, I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a little bit more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Yeah, I would say, let me say two or three things here, um, depending on time. But one is when you're making a decision about, you know, um, your next career move, where you want to go next, um, especially if you're past your first job, maybe you're in your first job, you've got a couple of years experience, maybe you've done two or three jobs, and you're thinking, well, I really want to figure out how to, how to, where to go next. Um, my advice to everyone I meet is, is find yourself a champion, right? Um, who, who at the company that you're interviewing at that you like is going to be the person that's going to take you under their wing and mentor you? grow you, be responsible for, for, your, for your growth within the company and also outside the company, right? Find someone who's going to t- make it their business to make sure that you, that you grow. I had that with my former CEO and, and even uh, my, my, my boss on the M&A team um, at IEC. And I, and I try to do that with others, right? And, and I think that's really critically important. Some people, often people are faced with a, with a question, do I go for the brand name or do I go for like the smaller company? But the, the, I really, I'm really mesh with the person I interviewed with and they seem like a great leader. And to some degree, it depends where you are in your career, but going with the brand name, some, oftentimes just for the brand doesn't get you what you want and you end up a little bit disappointed. I think early in your career, the brand can be really helpful, but later, I think it depends. So that's, that's one. Um, the, the second thing is uh, don't be afraid to, to just like 
people. That sounds bad, but like cold call or cold email people or cold reach out to people. You know, I, I did a summer internship in BC once and um, their part of the job was, you know, doing like 20 calls a week, you know, to, to find a, find companies, call them up and, you know, see if they'll talk to you um, to see if they're good candidates for investment. And they just threw us into the fire. They're like, here are like a few precepts. Here's ways to talk to, to, to these entrepreneurs. Um, but uh, uh, here's like 10 of them and go. And I learned that, um, you know, people are surprised. If you, if you, frame, if you frame your message, um, especially in an email, like uh, very succinctly, and here's what, I'm, what I'm looking for, here's a little about me, here's why I want to talk to you, people will respond. Even if the response is no, that's like at least a response. And so I, I would say, you know, whether you're looking for a job or you're looking to do a sale or something like that, don't be afraid to cold email people. But I would caution, don't use like form emails if you can avoid it, right? If you can personalize it a little bit, keep it short and sweet, it goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love both of those nuggets, you know, making a decision um, and, and trying to make sure that you find a champion. But at the same time, um, realizing that, you know, a lot of things come from just being able to kind of reach out and have those conversations. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Zach, what does being a CEO mean to you? That's a great question. It's a hard question. <laughs> what does a CEO, what does being a CEO mean to me? It means responsibility, right? I have 500 people that report up to me through one way or another, and they're putting their trust in me that the strategy I'm pursuing is the right one for the company and then by extension for them because they're, they want to grow in their careers. They want to earn a good living. They want to do exciting things. So I think it's a, it's a huge sense of responsibility to them. Um, so that's one thing. I think another thing is the, the ability to, to make an impact on our customers, on our customers' lives, a positive impact, hopefully, right? Which is, I, you know, I'm here because I believe in the product we build um, and I believe that it can really have a positive impact, impact on people's lives. And, um, you know, I think, I think it's not about, you know, the money necessarily, although it's certainly a component. It's not just about the money. It's not just about, you know, the, 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 um, any media attention or anything like that. It's, it's really about, um, do I want to be part of building something meaningful um, and having that positive impact? Nice. Well, awesome. Well, Zach, truly appreciate that definition. And I, of course, appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do now was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get hold of you and find about all those. Make sure you're in chamber working on. If anyone wants to reach out to me, get in touch. Uh, they can find me on LinkedIn, Zachary Roseman, the work at Mosaic Group, um, or they can email me at Zach at Mosaic.co. That's Z-A-C-H at Mosaic.co. You know, I'm always up for a conversation. And uh, yeah, hope, hopefully your listeners, listeners enjoyed this. Yeah, absolutely. And what we'll do is we'll have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you. But I truly appreciate you for, of course, creating value in, in so many different ways within the, the organization and the company, but also reminding us of how important that is, not just do something for the sake of doing it, but seeing how we can make an impact, how we can make a change and how we can make that impact. So thank you so much for reminding us of that as well. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thanks, Gresham. Have a good one. Just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get hold of you and find out about all those. Make sure you're in chamber working on. If anyone wants to reach out to me, get in touch. Uh, they can find me on LinkedIn, Zachary Roseman, the work at Mosaic Group, um, or they can email me at Zach at Mosaic.co. That's Z-A-C-H at Mosaic.co. You know, I'm always up for a conversation. And uh, yeah, hope, hopefully your listeners enjoyed this.
Yeah, absolutely. And what we'll do is we'll have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you. But I truly appreciate you for, of course, creating value in, in so many different ways within the, the organization and the company, but also reminding us of how important that is, not just do something for the sake of doing it, but seeing how we can make an impact, how we can make a change and how we can make that impact. So thank you so much for reminding us of that as well. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thanks, Gresham. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.